Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and for us right now, good, good night. night. <laughs> um, this is a very late recording of um, Let's Talk About. Um, I'm Elliot, and I'm here with my co-host, Sebastian. And we're here to talk about um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Oh, we finished each other's sandwiches. That's what I was going to say. Oh, the Lincoln you never thought you needed. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so, in terms of like when we're recording this, um, for context. So, Guardians was released Wednesday just gone, mm. I believe. I went to the cinema on Friday evening, which was two days ago for me. So, if you can work mm. out time, we are now on a Sunday. Whoa. I know. I saw it. Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of it's fresh in our in our heads. Pretty fresh. Yeah. yeah. Um. So what we're we're gonna do is we're gonna talk a little bit about our thoughts before going into it, and then our overall non-spoilery thoughts yes. of a film first. Um. But what I probably still suggest is even then, if you're planning on going to see it, maybe you can always hold off from this if you don't want any spoilers, yeah. just in case. One um, might slip something out. You yeah. Know. That or sometimes you can say something non-spoilery, but even though you don't view it as a spoiler, someone else might. Yeah. You know. Um, but, you know. But we'll, we'll try and make it very clear when we're switching over to actually talking about major plot points in the film that we don't yeah. already know of before going into it. Exactly. I mean, we're, we're coming at this from the point of view of we both like the Guardians films. Mm-hmm. You particularly like the first one. It's like your favourite MCU film. I'll talk about that in a moment. Yeah. Um... And we both like the second one. Yep, I think you more than me. Yep, and um, I don't know about you, were you anxious about this one, considering how mediocre the other films have been recently? Um, No. So, going into it, because I had... um, Because I I, I was very kindly invited to go see it. Um, Whereas, if I wasn't, I was going to see it on the Thursday. Right. Now, one thing I'm always very concerned about is spoilers. Yes. I always still remember Spider-Man No Way Home, um, which I'm now about to say a spoiler from that. So if you haven't seen that for oh. whatever reason, you can skip ahead 30 seconds. But I always remember on the morning I was going to go see that, bearing in mind I was seeing the very first public showing yeah. at like 11 a.m. on the Wednesday. I went onto YouTube and at like 10 o'clock there was already like oh, a big yeah. old uh, thing of like Toby um, oh. <clears throat> on the bridge. So it's just like, oh, okay. Right. So I was really scared of, of spoilers for this one. But thankfully... I think I was just more conscious about what I was looking at. I didn't see anything. That's interesting. I didn't even think about spoilers this time. Yeah. I didn't see any, which is good. I think for me, I think what I'm not doing as much now, whereas I used to before, um, I suppose because it's not as much build-up anymore to Marvel films, mm. is I'm not watching videos as much, or I'm not researching things enough and things like that. Whereas like yeah. for um, like Infinity War and Endgame, you know, you would always be watching like trailers or seeing like what perhaps what people's thoughts are. At least that was what I would, what I would do. Yeah, I remember you always did that more. Um, me, but yeah. That's interesting. And I did that for No Way Home. So of course, it's always like, it's very unlike your suggestions. Um, whereas I didn't, I didn't do that at all for Guardians. Mm. I think because for the last few Marvel properties have not been amazing yeah that, black that's panther for love and thunder doctor strange 2 and man yeah uh, yeah of those four films i think i don't know it wasn't really much i don't think i was concerned about spoilers because it was like i don't really know what could be spoiled i think had i thought about this one i would have been like oh i don't want to know like if a particular thing happens yeah. um but 
at the moment. Did yeah. you watch any of the others in preparation? No. Okay. No. Um, the in-laws were watching the second one the other day, so I joined them for that. That was I, good. Yeah. For for me, I kind of keep forgetting this film is coming out. Same. Um, <laughs> I think there was so much hype around Ant Man. Mm. I don't feel like there's been as much. I think the other thing is because I've not been going to the cinema as much either. Is you don't see the trailers there, and because I don't watch live TV, I don't get the trailers on there. Yeah. So you true. kind of just forget. And I think the trailers have been quite good, where they've not. Well, from the ones I've seen, they've not shown that much plot point. Yeah, I'm trying to think what trailers I've seen for this one actually, um, if any. Yeah, you might have avoided all of it. Because I don't know... I don't think there was a Guardians trailer Ant-Man. Was there? No, don't think so. Mm. Oh, there was a there was a Marvel's trailer, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Which isn't coming yeah, out See, that's after. looking good. Yeah, Yeah, I, I enjoyed... I don't know if it was the same trailer as before, but I, that does seem to be quite appealing, actually. Yeah. So. But, um, yes, yeah, so going into it, I think when we did our... What are we looking forward to in 2023? I put Ant-Man and the Wasp. Kind of like above this, yes, because I don't know. I thought the I potential, think, yeah, and that was a mistake. But then <laughs> this was like a close second okay. because Guardians of the Galaxy is like in my top three movies of all time. Oof. Um, I think it's the best MCU movie which didn't have any build up, yes. So, my, my I know you probably disagree with this. My favorite MCU movie is, is No Way Home, but that's duly because of like the 20 years of build up it's had it only works because of that yeah exactly yeah, like if you it was take like, that way it's just weird yeah exactly like don't get me wrong before like the other two spider-man came in i thought it was still an amazing mm. film but even then i think a lot of that was because of the villains yeah um, that's, true. that's not to take away from the film but i'm just saying is that i think guardians they had it without any help yeah because i think about like my favorite ones like other than winter soldier like civil war and infinity war again only work because of build up and all the other crossovers i think winter soldiers does stand on its own but i think it's true for the other guardians films that they work in their own little universe mm. there's little links to the rest which yeah. is nice but you can tell this is like this is james gunn's own thing with these because it's his own characters and it really works because of that yeah so um yeah so i was very excited for this movie not as excited as i probably should have been because like i said i just kept forgetting i was coming out and then all of a sudden it's like oh it's out and i'm like oh madness um no guards of the galaxy one of my favorite movies of all time i think it was the first movie i ever went to the cinema multiple times to see i saw it Ooh. four times in total um which was then followed by infinity war i think or was it endgame well i think it was infinity war i saw it four times that might be endgame it's one of the two yeah i saw um, infinity war a couple of times because um, um first guardians was 2014 and then a year later star wars comes out and then all the other Star Wars films are really bad. And it's kind of like, this is like Star Wars done right. Mm. And I think that's quite telling that they've been like, consistently good. Star Wars has just been getting worse. Yeah. Um, and I think, yes, yeah, so I think Guardians of the Galaxy is a perfect film. The first one. Fair. Five out of five, ten out of ten. Ooh. I love it. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, I feel like it lost its spark a bit. But I still think it's a good, fun film with some yeah. good emotional moments. Yeah, a lot of people probably agree. I know a lot of people really didn't like it, and I always found that... I don't know if it put me off, but I was like, wasn't so fussed watching it. And then when I did watch it, I really liked it, and I maybe it's because I had lower expectations. Yeah. I don't I don't quite get why people don't... I know there's little things like they do undercut a few of the serious stuff with jokes, but when it wants to be serious, it is. And when we think about why we love The Guardian so much, a lot of the development is in that film, like particularly like Peter and his dad, with Gamora, the stuff with Yondu, with Rocket, 
um, introducing Mantis, mm. all that stuff is from that film, and you see it through like, Infinity War as well, but still worth inclusion. Yeah. Um, so I think it's great. I think Elhouse wasn't as excited for this one because I didn't know they could get the spark back of the first one. That's fair, because it's been quite a while. James Gunn has been fired since then. He came back. He did other things. Mm. We saw Guardians in Infinity War and Endgame. They were still pretty good in that, and I liked them, and they didn't feel like they were different. Yeah. So I know it was Russo Brothers. I don't know, did James Gunn have any input? I don't know. I know he was really unhappy with what happened with Star-Lord in terms of the whole scene with him and Thanos right. in Infinity War. Mm. He said that he thought that was really out of character for how he would have handled it. Um, or at least how he wouldn't have portrayed it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't know. But um, yeah, so that, that was my thoughts in the first few films. Mm. So I was walking into this thinking this could be come out as the best trilogy. Because I think we both agree the best MCU trilogy is Captain America. Yes, hands down. Um, then walking into this, we're going to see if we still agree with that Ooh. or not. That'll be interesting. <clears throat> All right. Are uh, you happy to talk? go into like Guards of the Galaxy non-spoilery stuff? Yeah. Like three? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, like I said, I saw it on the Friday. I don't know if you, you looked at reviews before you went in. I had a quick look. There was like some people saying it was a emotional roller coaster. Someone said it's the best thing since Endgame. Somebody said it was terrible. I was like, right. <laughs> I'd seen a lot of amazing reviews for it. Mm. I didn't let that affect me, though. I was petrified going in. Yeah. Because, um, okay, I'm not going to say whether this happens or what happened until later on, but yeah. um, I know there was a lot of things about there was going to be a major character death. Yeah, that was the big thing discussed. And um, one of the links we had was obviously in the first film, Groot died, mm. which was very killer, yep. <laughs> literally. Um, and like it was linked with like the Guardians of the Galaxy logo was and that the color wood. scheme, yeah, yeah. And then for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, it was a very blue color scheme. And Yondu, and died Yondu died. Was a very hard to watch death as well. That was very emotional. Um, yeah. And there's been a lot of build up saying that this third film is going to be the most emotional one yet. Mm. And the color scheme was very much Rocket. Yeah. And all of the trailer was very much focusing on Rocket as yeah. well. We were like, oh. Mm. And you can't have this feeling that either we're really pushing Rocket because that is what's going to happen, or we're trying to deter us and we're going to think it's going to be him, but actually it's going to be someone else. Yeah. So I did think maybe it could be Drax, because obviously Dave Bautista has said that he wants to be done with those types of movies. Yeah, I remember that happening. And like, um, I was like, because Chris Pratt's been involved in quite a lot of different kind of roles and stuff recently. And there's things like just the fact they've been showing trailers for like Infinity War and other films where the scenes just aren't in the film at all. Yeah. So they are just trying to trick us, which is a bit sinister. Yeah. But I think they've learned, because obviously they can't do that anymore, I don't think, because of like yeah. the little, uh, the, uh, it's not a suitcase. That's not the word I'm trying to look for. The lawsuit. Yeah, lawsuit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not the suit. Cause, um, uh, oh, that's why, because they advertised a certain actress being in a film who wasn't in the film, which I think is a very fair point. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot of, lot of directions pointing into a certain way yeah and i love feeling emotions in films but i didn't know if i was ready for whatever's going to be coming yeah um so going to like non-spoilery reviews which again i'm going to be saying about my feelings of a film and as a whole so if you view that as a spoiler yourself (gasps) go off and go watch it yeah um yeah i felt a lot of emotions this film broke me (laughs) 
all the way through. <laughs> I was, I said to you earlier, I, there was multiple times where my jaw was just like on the floor and I was crying multiple times. And there's things like, oh, this is really emotional. This can't get any worse. And then there's another scene. And I'm like, oh no, it got worse. Yeah, so this is a film where I was watching it and I was like, I cannot see anything wrong with this film from like a a, a, a moviegoer's perspective. Yeah. Like I cannot find any flaws on, on first watch, but I don't think I could ever put myself through this again. No. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, how can I even, because one of the things I like to do is I like to kind of like rate and like rank films in my mind. And I'm like, how can I even go about this? Because mm. this film is making me feel so horrible. But yeah. it's that's what it's meant to do. So maybe it's a great film, maybe it's a terrible film. That makes it it does make it hard to compare, doesn't it? Because it's like some of the films like Winter Soldier, The First Guardians, uh, even like Infinity War, the first Iron Man, they're just so rewatchable and maybe you get something different out of it each time, or maybe it's just like really good. But like we both said Black Panther, we wouldn't want to watch again just because it was so sad and like miserable. And this one, not like that, but it just took a lot out of me. Mm. And to subject myself to that again, I don't feel like doing at the moment. No. Well, um, well, well, let's talk about various aspects of a film. Yeah. And then we'll go back to how we were feeling at the end of that film. Yes. And then we'll feel how we're feeling about it now. Mm. And then we'll move on to actual, like, the spoilery stuff. Okay. So um, <clears throat> let's talk about the actual plot. Okay. Okay. Obviously, we won't go into details as to what happens. No, we we could do a quick synopsis because um, let's do a synopsis because I, mean, I was I was thinking of like certain plot points. I feel like are still quite spoilery. Yeah, like the main ones. Well, because it's like the synopsis of the first film is like a group of intergalactic criminals must pull together to stop a fanatical warrior with plans to purge the universe. So that's fine. So for this one, um, yeah, this isn't really a spoiler because you we're assuming everyone has seen. Infinity War and then Game. Yeah, and if you haven't, then I yeah, I don't know why you listen to this. Um, so we know from that that obviously the Guardians meet up with some of the Avengers. They fight Thanos. Um, stuff goes wrong. Half of them die. Snap happens. But then after the big End Game fight, um, they're all brought back except for Gamora, who Thanos killed. But then they get like a. Is it a variant, I guess? Of her well, from it's the past. not really a variant. Yeah, it's one from the past that was brought back. Yeah, so in Endgame, you have a previous Thanos from the past yeah. come back. And then the Gamora who hadn't met the Guardians yet. Yeah. So so the synopsis for this is, still reeling from the loss of Gamora, Peter Quill rallies his team to defend the universe. And I guess I could probably stop it there. Uh, <laughs> so that's basically the setup. We're, we've, we've got the Guardians. They're kind of... They're setting up shop at nowhere, which is quite mm-hmm. nice. Um, which we see in the uh, holiday special. Yes, I saw part of that. I saw Kevin Bacon. Nice. <laughs> That's the only thing. That and the, I think the song, the very first song. Yeah. Because um, he's in like a newspaper article in this film, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, which is quite good. Um, <clears throat> spoiler. Yeah. Everything I say is a spoiler. Yeah, so that's the setup. Um, obviously, Peter misses Quora once I'm back. Um, so he's a little bit sad. Um, and the Guardians have a new mission. They do. Which we won't talk about. No. Until, spoil- until spoilery time. Because it happens very quickly. Yeah. And it's something we don't know about yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. But did you enjoy the plot? Yeah. I think 
because it's a long film, this one, two and a half hours, we have what instigates the plot, which then kind of carries through the whole film. I'm really trying to do a lot of mental gymnastics here. I'm realising this. So, yeah, so you've got that plot. And then because of that, we're learning things, which is... Which is caused by the plot. Which is caused by the plot. And that is fascinating stuff and really interesting and hurt me deeply. Uh, and then we uh, we experience a few other things and it all culminates kind of at the end. So it's kind of like this free for So this is what I was saying the other day is that what I like about them is like the first two guardians are great except for the stakes really is like the first one like Ronan wants the power Jamie's going to destroy the universe okay it's same as like all the other films uh Guardians 2 is a lot more personal you've got Peter and his dad and all that stuff but then again he's going to take over the universe so it's like another really high stakes thing um which actually lowers the stakes a lot of the time whereas like some of the really good films like Spider-Man Homecoming it's quite low stakes it's just one guy who wants to get a few things and that's really good um so for this one it was quite personal which i really liked it wasn't some thanos trying to destroy the universe again which uh which i thought was really good and i think that really worked because we're we know these characters quite well now mostly uh we've had two films of them we've seen them in other films we had the holiday special but it really fleshes out quite a few of the characters in a really good way they all had a lot of screen time and stuff to do yeah because I, I would say because we'll now move on to like <clears throat> characters i suppose mm. is that i think that they delivered every character perfectly yes i think their character arcs were all completed mm. in a great way yeah that's true sometimes in a hard to watch way yes. which i'll go into more detail later yeah but in a great way nonetheless because um, we've seen it like i guess we see like nebula in guardians 2 changing a little bit and then you see her like her relationship with tony and infinity war and then like she's bonded with rocket because they both got s- some similar kind of backstory and stuff so that's really nice to see and like mantis only being in the second guardians film obviously has quite a good relationship with, like drax and the others and all those kind of things so that does carry through and there's some things like we see rocket being inventive in like the first and the second film and that obviously plays a part in this as well hmm. but here's um cool because um i think how james gunn described it was the first film was very much it's to do with the relationship between man and mother because mm. really the whole of that first film was just spawned with how star lord and his feelings towards his mother and like letting go to a degree yeah and the second film was like the exact same thing but with the father that he always yeah. felt he wanted but when realized that he one actually, he the had. father he had was yeah. was like so much better. Yeah. Whereas this one was to do with, well, I suppose with everyone, their relationship with themselves. Yes. How they feel about okay. themselves. That's really good. Yeah. Um, which I think it just goes to show just how great of a director James mm. Gunn in James Gunn is. Like I have no fears at all now for the DC. Yeah. I, he delivered su- the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. I've not seen either, but everyone seems to like them. And then there's also a thing of, can he do it again with this? Has Marvel been too soured? Um, but no, I think he can deliver. Yeah. Now we've given them a bit of leeway as well. Mm. With the first naughty word. Yes, they got this. the first F-bomb. Yeah. Uh, builds up to Deadpool, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Um, apparently, I didn't realise this. Um, 
oh, I can't remember which one. It was in one of like the Avengers, the Infinity War or Endgame. Yeah. The original cut had the first one in. Oh, really? And um, it was given the green light where they could go. Um, but um, Kevin Feige basically said to the Russo brothers, but look, this will be like, it will now be known as like the first MCU film with that in. So that will be its legacy. Interesting. Like a part of it. Um, so they decided to take it out. Whereas, so then he said the exact same thing to James Gunn. He said, you're making it out like it's a bad thing, but that's a really cool legacy. <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. And I, I don't know if it's going to be known for that because I forgot about that until you said that. Um, apparently it wasn't scripted either. It was just a oh, case of, it? so okay. yeah, so again, it was just like, it was supposed to be humorous. And of course, one thing Chris Pratt is good at, which we know from like Parks and Rec as well, yeah. is just the stuff he comes up with. Yeah, he is good. Um, he says it in the car, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm going to go away from this. So Parks and Rec, <laughs> I saw something that I found out. So do you know, uh, this isn't a spoiler for Parks and Rec, so if you haven't seen it, I still <laughs> recommend it, especially if you like Chris Pratt. Oh, um, when this thing is just like... Um, Oh, I can't remember how it goes now. I'm not going to ruin it, but it's it's the... when Leslie's uh, sick, and uh, he's, oh yeah, and he's like, oh, I've been googling your symptoms on the computer here, and it says you may have a um, network connectivity problem. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great line. That is. I'm glad you knew exactly what I was talking about. Oh, that's funny. I try. Yeah, that's good. Um, one thing that we keep hitting on the dot. Sorry, going back to Guardians. Oh, now, right, right. Is music. Oh, so good. Like just every song. It just works for the scene it's in. Like from the opening, I was like, "Yeah, this is good. It's good yeah. stuff." Personal favorite of mine, which isn't a spoiler, cause it's on the soundtrack, but was um, "No Sleep Till Brooklyn." Yeah, when that came on, I was like, "Oh, I, I like this song, but does this work for this?" And because I know some people said about um, Beastie Boys keep getting used in all these films recently, and they don't know why. But then that whole scene, it was perfect, and because the way that song kind of builds towards the end as well. I was like, no, this was perfect. Why did I doubt them? Yeah. And there's a reprise of a song from a previous film that comes up as well. That was which used again, very well. We'll, uh, we'll explain later. Because we, I was talking about this after the film, and it's like, they talk about films like the first Suicide Squad, where it's like, they're in New Orleans, so they play House of Rising Sun, because the House of Rising Sun is in New Orleans. It's like, oh, great reference there in the song. And there's so many films doing that, where it's like, oh, we're just going to, do the obvious song choice it's like that's just so dumb whereas this every song choice is perfect whether it's just you're just going for the vibe or yeah. it means something linked to the character or something it's, oh, it's just every time it's good yeah so um i mean was there anything else before i go into like my final thoughts on the movie non-spoiler was there anything else you want to talk about um visually yeah stunning great i mean they've they've always been good like particularly like the second one when when like Gamora is just chilling on the planet. That shot's always been good. But yeah, this is like has some interesting visuals. Like they go to, I guess it's not really much of a spoiler, but they go to a planet that's like organic. Mm. So it's like living and they land on it and it's like skin. You've got these giant hair follicles and it's like, oh, it's so manky. But it, it looks very impressive and like all the characters and everyone, all the, uh, it looks like they're probably doing a lot of like makeup and natural costumes yeah. for a lot of different races, which really makes it work. Um, and like Drax's costume still looks great. Whereas like you compare that with say Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique. Like in the first two films she was in, she looked great. But then like it just got worse and worse over time because she clearly didn't want to be there anymore. So it's nice to see that this is still consistently yeah quite good. Um, and yeah, I guess the visuals and everything is great. Sound design because I think this was Skywalker sound. Um, same 
Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, that can't but, be right. <laughs> yeah, but it's all really good, like the blaster sounds, the ships, and uh, the fighting, and everything else like that. Um, and like, not necessarily callbacks, but like, Guardians has kind of made its own little universe, like within the MCU as well. We've got things like the jump points and some of the carrier, the cameos, and everything like that. Um, like they've got the Cosmo. Um, the dog, the first dog went to space, is back, and it's just little things like that where it's like, yeah, they've kind of you almost don't need the rest of the MCU; these work just fine on mm. their own. So all that was really good to see. Um, I think that's pretty much everything with the full spoilers anyway. Yeah, I can think of. So yeah, I left this film, and then I had to get up early the next day, and I didn't get back till late. So it was kind of a case of mm. I was just mentally destroyed, <laughs> and I like I remember with. Like when I went to No Way Home, it took me like a good day and a half just to process everything, <laughs> and I didn't have a chance to process this because then the next day it was just like all all go, yeah, um, which was yesterday. And then it's like yesterday, I just I went to bed and I was just like, I'm talking about this tomorrow. I just need to really let this sink <laughs> in to see how I feel because, like I said, there was I, I I didn't I didn't know what to call this film. If it was an amazing film, a perfect film, a, mm. uh, an all right film, because it was just I spent the entire time just feeling sick <laughs> and sad. Yeah, with small bursts of happiness, which then got taken away very quickly. Yeah, and then that feeling of I feel like I should be happy right now, mm. but I still have this immense pain inside. <laughs> um. And yeah, and it's like comparing it to like the first Guardians film as an example. Yeah, the, the first Guardians has some like great moments which get me teary, which make me feel like sort of emotional as well. Yeah, but it's like it's very well balanced out, whereas this was just it's clearly going in that direction because there's emotional moments in those first films and like particularly the second one towards the end. Yeah, and it's got a really nice balance. But this one's just like oh, so sad. Yeah, and it kept getting sadder. Yeah, yeah. Um. But I said so at the time. I didn't. I didn't know how to feel about it. Whereas now, I I'm at a moment where I feel like again I couldn't rate it, mm. but I feel like I need to see it again. I didn't think I could, but I think now. Good luck with that. <laughs> I think I think for me because I now know what's going to happen. I think I was a big part of it was for not knowing. Yeah. And just not being mentally prepared to cope with whatever I'm about to witness. Whereas had, now that I have yeah. witnessed it all, I think I could cope. So I might okay. need to watch it again. I had so much anxiety because I was like not sure where things were going. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what are your... I've not really given any thoughts other than it's just it, it, no, it destroyed yeah. me. But any final thoughts from you? Yeah, I mean, I ha- I um came out like I was very dehydrated from all the tears that left my body um, and hadn't eaten much that day. So I felt quite sick for all afternoon. I then had to drive... To then go out for dinner <laughs> with some friends, which is a nice distraction. Um, and then, yeah, I was just like, I was talking about it with the missus on the drive home. And it was like, every time I started talking about it, I was getting really emotional. <laughs> and we were like, maybe we should not talk about it for now. And um, and then you showed me a clip on your phone earlier. And I was like, no, <laughs> it's still coming. So, yeah, I, I remember sitting there thinking, yeah, this is all pretty good. I always have this like, anxiety in films now where it's like oh is this film actually good am i watching another disappointing film i'm like no this seems to be working and then and i'm getting into it i'm like no yeah this is really good and all the scenes i was like this is hurting me so much but i need to find out more and that's a good sign because that is very compelling 
storytelling. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it just really worked. And I think I was like thinking, how does this kind of rank for me? And I think I'd still need to think about it. I don't know if I could watch it again. Ever. Like, ever. No, um, maybe in the future. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, I think I want to deep dive into the actual parts of the film now. So for those who haven't yeah. seen it and don't want spoilers, um, this is your 15 second warning. Yeah. Because in 15 seconds, we're going to do it. And to fill that 15 seconds, um, yeah, we've done half an hour just on non-spoilers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we could do, we could fill the time with a little bit of a uh, bit of trivia. Um, That's all right. Fifteen seconds is yeah. up. <laughs> oh <laughs> <Sorry>. no! Because <laughs> I mean, we're going to talk about how this ranks or like how good we think the film is. Mm-hmm. So the first one got eight stars out of ten on IMDb. IMDb. The second one got seven point six. Understandable. I still think this is good. This one is currently sitting eight point four. Yeah. Obviously, people have just seen it though yeah so as more people see it the people who aren't as diehard fans you probably see that right i I think it will end up being less than i think this will be very divisive it will either be people's favorite mcu film or they won't like it so as an example i know people who went to see this movie and they were kind of like invited just because it was like you know a nice thing to do because i don't have a big group yeah and you know they never got into these movies and within the first 10 minutes because of various things that happened they're like nah when they left. Really? So that'd be like a quick like... Okay. I think thing. this doesn't work if you've not seen the others or at the very least if you don't care about the characters this won't work. Yeah. And also because we're now in spoilers so final warning. Yep. Three, two, one. Spoiler. If, if you like animals Oh my goodness. In any way, shape or form Oh, steer away this from this. Killer. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's go into it. So let's just kind of like work away through the film shall we? Rocket is listening to Creep by Radiohead, acoustic version. And Peter Quill is drunk. Yeah, and he's clearly distressed over Gamora. Yeah. And we think that's the sad bit. Mm. Yeah, and then Adam Warlock appears. Just Out straight of off the scene. Yep. Um, first of all, Drax was awesome in that scene. But I really like that because he's been a bit of like a punching bag mm. in the other films. So for him to actually be like the tough guy was really cool to watch. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of, like, from this scene and others, a lot of like violent bone breaks. There was a it lot. It was very much like Can someone I said s- to me, "I'm surprised this was a 12." Yeah, I think with like the emotional side of things and the other things. Because I think with the fight scenes yeah. and then some of the animal stuff we see later on, a lot of people were saying like, "I don't think the rating's suitable for kids, really," which I think is fair. Because it's not just the violence you see; it's just the, I guess. The mental trauma because I, I get quite affected by certain things in films mm. and the stuff they do with the animals really affects me mm. so it's like although it's maybe not necessarily violent in a certain sense it, it kind of just makes you feel a bit bad yeah but um yes yeah, so we have this opening introduction to adam warlock yeah that was cool now adam warlock because i he was like when i first started getting into like marvel comics he was the first one i really got into mm. Him and um, oh, the no, it's gone. The main villain of this film. Oh, the um, the high evolutionary. That's one. I was just like the high monarchy. It's like no, not the high <laughs> monarchy. Um, the high evolutionary because they're both like quite heavily linked. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of things actually, comic wise, they did very accurately. Okay. Other things, not from what I've seen, but I also haven't read like a lot of recent stuff, so it might have changed. Because in this, the High Evolutionary makes Adam Warlock, it looks like. He's a part of it, I think. Or because the Sovereign grow him at the end of the second film, don't they? Yeah. 
Um, I guess he probably had an input on that. I don't know if is that the same in the comics. See, I was trying to remember this because he originally came in in like a Fantastic Four comic. Okay. As like uh, it was like supposed to be a one-off thing. When he came back like eight years later, because he's always been a cosmic character. Yeah. Um, but I know that from the get-go, he was very much. I can't remember if it was if it was like the High Evolutionary who put him there, or if it was someone else. But I know like very much into very quickly into his own one, he he met up with a High Evolutionary. He was like sent to um counter earth right okay um so again that was like quite heavy linked in there as well because he's always been associated with the soul stone or yes. the soul gem as it's called in comics yeah. right he did have a gem in this one but clearly it was just not yeah for looks. <laughs> yeah i guess they couldn't do that link this time but yeah. um what did you think about the warlock so i really liked him mm. um because he's very much like he is in the comics at first where he's just he's like a kid mm. Is that like, what he's like in the comics then? I think, from what I remember okay, at the start, cool. um, he's very much he's he's got childish things because he's he's not quite like experienced everything. Because in this, he was literally born yesterday, as he says. Yeah. Um, and I think he did. I said I think it was very well. I think um, I can't remember his name. Eyebrow guy. Eyebrow guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he acted him amazingly. Yeah, I think, I he, think did he did really, a really, really good well. job. He portrayed awkward, <laughs> immature guy very well. Where he's like, he's just like, you said, show them our business. It's like, oh, you just destroyed him. And then he's like trying to talk to a little animal thing. And then the bit at the end when they do like the hug and he's just like awkwardly standing there like, yeah. oh, where do I put my hand? <laughs> just like, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to seeing his character grow mm. in the MCU because I'm sure this is not going to be a one-off. I'm sure he's going to be a really big factor mm. when it comes to like Secret Wars and things. And we may see the, the Magus or Magus, whatever it's called. Yes. His evil version. Um, but anyway, going back to the film. Mm. So we get our first introduction to him, and he's like obviously OP. And yeah. my first thing is he got all these guardians battling him individually. Yeah. And I'm like, knowing that if they do this comic accurately, this isn't going to be right. And I genuinely thought he had killed one of the guardians. Yeah. Like, I didn't know which one, but yeah. I honestly thought like I thought it was going to be Drax's death actually. Yeah, it looked because like he was fighting. Strange. So I thought it was going to be very much like a like a Hulk versus. Um, Thanos oh, kind yeah, of thing, okay. but where it actually ended in like one of the other two deaths. That'd be very bold to do that right at the start. Well, I say if he wants to go out, that's one way to like establish a villain. Mm. But I suppose they didn't want to do that because they want to use him as a hero in the end. Yes. Um. So yeah, that was painful to watch. Mm. Um, completely like just destroys them all. Yeah, great mm. fight scene. Mm. I mean, like Mantis's arm being broken. Yeah, was absolutely killer. Yeah. To see, I don't like things like that. It makes me feel, oh, oh, yeah. Um, but the big one, obviously, which we were avoiding throughout all of the first yep. 30 minutes of this, was how it like damaged Rocket, yes, and how it basically activated this thing inside Rocket, but it couldn't heal him mm. because it would end up killing him, yeah. And that sets up the whole film, basically, yeah, which you don't get at all in the trailers. No, so the whole plot point of the film is just not there, which is good, um, which is good. And yeah, so it's funny because I would argue Rocket is the main character of this film. Yeah, even though he's barely in it technically. Yeah, which is good because they say that he's kind of like the heart of the team in a sense. Because there's always like the they allude to his backstory in the other films we never talked about, and the characters say that themselves. And they were saying that it's quite good that we haven't had his background until now because the other characters didn't know either, and it's quite nice because we're learning about it as they're learning about it. Yeah. And like we see what happens through the flashbacks, and then like the characters see the video, and they're all like obviously horrified. Yeah, um, which is quite good. 
quite good player doing it. Yeah. But it was, it was a hard intro to watch. Because if you think of the other Guardians films, they, they have like certain down things about them at the start. Mm. If you think of the first one, within the first 10 minutes, you've got introduction to Peter Quill. Yeah, with, um, <laughs> yeah but I was thinking not long after that, you then have him going to get the... Uh, the yes. thingy stone, power stone. He's doing the dance. He's got the great yeah. song that's going on. It's very different. And you've you, you got like this nice kind of like walking into it and you've got the humor straight away. Mm. With the second one, you've got the introduction. They're all fighting something. You've got Baby Groot and they've got Mr. Blue Sky playing. Doesn't it... Doesn't it open with Brandy first? With Ego in the car? I have probably. Yeah, but in either case, it's more yeah, like But it's like it's within it? the first 10 minutes, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, both films are more like hard, yeah. yeah. Whereas this one, the first 10 minutes, you've got the first introduction to Rocket as like a little baby and oh. him being experimented on. Oh, yes. Him remembering yeah, it while you're listening course. to Creep. I forgot about You've that. got a whole Peter Quill being like drunk and everyone struggling with him. Adam Warlock coming and beating everyone up and yeah. realising that Rocket's going to die yeah. unless something is done. It's very dark. Isn't it? it was just like, there was no humour for ages. Mm. So, so there's little like things like in the intro, but it's like, yeah, that's not the focus, is it? So it's like straight away, you're like, oh, like you're on edge from the get-go. You've got yeah. no relaxing time. Because um, you actually just reminded me about how the film opens. How cool is that shot where you've got like Baby Rocket and then it like um, transforms into like when he's the adult one and yeah. it's like zoomed in on his face. Like CGI is really good. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, so that was a hard to, to watch scene. Yeah. Um, was there anything else there you wanted to? Bring no, up? I mean I like the fact that they've set up like um like a headquarters at nowhere. Yeah. And the fact cool. they've kind of rebuilt that and um Kraglin's got the fin, he's trying to learn the arrow and the fact that Cosmo has like a collar that means she can talk. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. Cosmo. Yes. What a great character. <laughs> oh, a great little introduction. So um, I think that was the saddest bit was how Cosmo was called a bad dog. That was very sad. Kraken <laughs> calls her a bad dog and she's like really sad about the whole film. But she's got telekinesis apparently as well, which is quite cool. Because um, yeah, for those that don't know, the Soviet Union sent a dog called, I think it was Laika, into space, knowing full well that she won't return. Um, and, but in this story, she somehow ends up in the collector's room, mm, along yeah. with Howard the Duck and other things. So it's cool to see all them again. Mm. Yeah. Right, um... So, I think, because there's basically like two storylines going along here. One from the past and one from like present. Yeah, I like that. Which would you, so that was cool. Which would you rather focus on, the past or the present first? Present. Okay. So, after this, they've got to find this override code, obviously, to save Rocket. So, they go to what you mentioned in the non-spoilery section Mm. of the planet that's like alive. Yeah. We see the Ravagers show up. With a special guest. Gamora. There we go. So that's where she's been hiding this entire time. Yeah. And of course, Peter does not handle that very well at no. all. Um, <laughs> I like that when he's like opening up his feelings because he thinks he's on the private channel. They're like, <laughs> we, we can all hear you. <laughs> it's really awkward. Like Blue means green. Red is yellow. Yellow yeah. is orange. See, it's nice because I think Gamora handles him quite well. I yeah. think it's so. Because like, when we first see Gamora, we know she still has some kind of feelings. Like in Guardians of the Galaxy 1. She may not be like the good guy yet, but she has kind of like yeah, some she's, compassion. She's not evil, evil. Whereas, like you know, so you can see that even though she she makes very clear how she's feeling, she's not like horrible to him. Apart no. from when she pushes him into the screen. And, yeah, well, because yeah. that's the thing, isn't it? Because she's going, you. I understand, kind of, that me in the future and you, like, were a thing, 
but that's not me and I'm finding that hard to believe. So I don't know if you're lying or yeah. if you're crazy and I don't really, I'm not interested in you. Yeah. So I get that you're obviously quite heartbroken, but at the same time, you have to let me do my own thing. Yeah. Um, so obviously this was, again, hard to watch because we're so used to them being together. Mm. And this is the first Guardians film, where they're not. Yes. Because up until the end of the second one, they were, you know, all, all good. Mm. Um, but yeah. So if we go to this, uh, this planet thingy, and uh, we see Nathan Fillion. That was good. <laughs> I loved all that stuff with his, yeah. with his colleagues. Like, I really like this thing. He's like, oh, yeah, me too. Oh, really? I just made it up. He's like, oh, I thought you said something else. <laughs> yeah, it's like this running thing about how they were like with certain idiots. Yeah, it keeps saying it's everybody meets. <laughs> yeah. I work with a few idiots as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, you also, I didn't realize in there as well. No, wait, was it in there or was it somewhere else? It may have been somewhere else. But I'll say it now before I forget. You sure. had uh, Pete Davidson was in there as a cameo. Was he? Yeah, so the scene where, you know, where Pom opens up things trying to save everyone, he goes, goes oh, and then this thing walks out. It's like, oh, sorry, it wasn't you. It was something disgusting behind oh. you. I'm pretty sure, because he was definitely in it. I'm pretty sure that was him. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, but it yeah. might it might have been someone else. I don't know. Okay. But, um, yeah. No, but I'll try not to go into every aspect of this film, because yeah. otherwise we'll be here for quite hours. Oh, um, but overall, if I, I, unless there's anything else you want to bring out from this video, I was going to go to the fight scene next. Yeah, I mean... What in the in the alive planet? Yeah, thing. yeah, go. Yeah, cool. Um, again, just in that sort of short space, you see like a nice little bonding bit between Gamora and Quill. Yes, because she's just so like, we'll just great. kill everyone. He's like, no, no, we'll try and talk to them. And then like, she thinks he's a bit like too like, I don't know, like, I'll just try and talk to everyone, and be really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he is actually quite clever because he like tries to convince the girl to let him talk to yeah. everyone so he can. So, like, oh, tell them your truth. Like, no, I just needed to get access to the thing. It's like, yeah. oh, actually, yeah, he is sneaky. That's quite good. Yeah. Um, again, I had thought that there had been a Drax death here. Oh yeah, definitely after the <laughs> second shot. Yeah. Um, and again, Pom, it's like again, I think I could watch this again now and just be able to enjoy it for what it is. But at the time, you're really thinking that people yes. are dying here. I think because every scene you're on edge of like, oh, who's going to die in this scene? Yeah. Um, but again, I think the whole fight scene, the whole like what different teams were doing I thought was great yeah. I loved one of my favourite jokes I just remembered it was when um, see, I see it saying Pom but that's the, that's the, that's the actress oh name, you mean it? Mantis Mantis right yeah. I did wonder you said it a few times like who was this other character yeah sorry right. Mantis not Pom when she uh, you have that big bodyguard type thing he's oh, just yeah. like <laughs> you're in love with him <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing and then Jack's just like thank you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you keep doing this <laughs> it's great stuff no amazing but yeah now i can't remember if it was here if it was somewhere else but i loved it when um gamora was just like to uh peter's just like oh this whole person you love that's nothing like me if anything that's more like her like and nebula, going yeah. nebula and he looked at her like mm. yeah <laughs> that did make me laugh i thought oh that'd be an interesting direction if they went there yeah and i was like i was thinking is that actually where they're gonna go mm. Because with this film, I really had no idea at all. Yeah, I, I genuinely it, thought that could have been on the cards. Yeah, I thought that might have been the ending. I get a feeling that they had thought about it. Mm. But um, we're funny. in spoilers. They didn't. No. Which I'm happy about. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because Nebula's character now, I guess, is quite a lot like what Gamora was like in like Guardians 2. Um, and like she was also like the crazy savage one. But then like she's obviously matured and really likes the family now. Whereas Gamora is obviously not any of that yet so yeah. quite quite a cool reversal there yeah um right any more on that planet 
Um, no, I think that was it. I mean, all the fight stuff was quite cool. Yeah. I can't remember how they get out. I think Groot flies the thing, doesn't he? Yeah. What do you think of Groot's design? I like it. Because yeah. obviously, they're making it clear that it's not the same Groot from the first one. Mm. It is a different... It's basically Groot's kids, in a way. Yeah, because um, he's like, slight, looks a bit different, but I do like the kind of wide head and got a cool like, kind of wide yeah. body thing. I mean, I'll definitely be talking about his appearance later on. Yes. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, I thought I think it was quite cool. I like that. I I think it fits the personality of what we've grown up with this group. Yes, which is weird to think we've seen more of this group than we have of the original group. That's true because we only had him for one film, whereas we've now had this group for like mm. two whole films and for like scenes and other ones as well. Yeah, because we have like teenage Groot and Infinity War. And yeah, he actually does stuff. Yeah, yeah. but. Um, but I was going, okay, yeah, then they go to, they, they realise that this code is probably going to be this particular guy who works for High Evolutionary, yes. and that's going to be on Counter-Earth. Yeah, that was quite weird, wasn't it? So this was a night, so I completely forgot that the High Evolutionary was in this, so I was very excited to see him. Okay. Um, and again, I've, it was, it's been ages since I've read these comics, but the comics I read were like the original ones where he met up with um, this guy, what is his name, in the film, talks about him already, Will Palter. Oh, Adam Warlock. Thank you. Right, okay. uh, wait, with, with Adam Warlock. Um, yeah, and cause... he seemed like a. I, I know that did change later on, but at the start, he did seem like a good guy. Which I think, if they showed it from a certain way, you could have thought the same as well. But who, this, who's a good guy? The High Evolutionary. Oh, okay, is a good guy because it's just like in the comics, it was he was had a, literally the same as the film. He's had enough with all the corruption and the evilness in um it was normal earth so you want to create counter earth oh, okay right um from what i remember it wasn't to do with like animals and things like that i think it was still humans um, i can't remember if they were made biologically like okay. you know scientifically or what but again it was to get rid of all the evil stuff right um but again he sent adam there because i think someone else has gone there and we're trying to change that um so either way, from the get-go, Counter-Earth was pretty cool and it was used quite a lot in comics. Um, mm. Incredible Hulk visited Counter-Earth at one point and got really mm. confused. He was okay. like, well, hang on. Um, then he got help to escape with Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock kind of like told him that. Um, so yeah, it was cool to see all that in actual form. Mm. What do you think of Counter-Earth? <laughs> I was like, oh, it's so weird. But it was like, when they're flying, it's like, all these buildings look just like Earth and then it's like the Statue of Liberty is like the guy yeah and then when they land there's all the animal people i was like oh it's so weird <laughs> yeah but then they're just like it's so cool it's very weird because they're like all like the they're in the house and they got like mm. the photos where there's all like family photos and stuff it's like this is literally just another earth and that's such a cool little design choice as well yeah but then when they're driving through and they see like there's crime going on and other yeah. things like happening. it's no different yeah i thought that was quite an interesting point yeah um and I said, we, we truly see just how, like, evil, maybe not evil, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what to call the high evolutionary in this film, because I don't think he thinks he's evil. I think he thinks that he's just, he's trying to help everyone, but he's just doing it from mm. a perplexed point of view. Well, Rocket basically says at the end, doesn't he, where he says that you're, you're not trying to make things better, you're just, you, you don't like the things the way they are, mm. and it's like, you, this whole... Like, Thanos had a kind of messiah complex, didn't he? Or yeah. a bit of a god complex, where he thinks he's the only one that can save the world at any means necessary. And this guy is like, I'm really smart, he's very narcissistic, and he's like, well, I, I don't like these species in this place, and I think I'm better than them, so I have the right to, like, experiment on them and, like, kill them if I need to, because they're nothing to me. Yeah, And it's like, 
yeah, that's pretty like sociopathic. And then he's just like, he sums up at the end where he goes, there is no God, so I had to step in. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, no, you're just evil. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that, obviously, like, he was like, oh, yeah. Like I said, um, like, this Earth has just ended up like the other one. It's like, yeah, I know. I'm going to kill everyone. Yeah. It's like all those people, like, just as bad to a degree as Thanos. Yeah. Except Thanos was just going to kill half of people. He was going to kill everyone on, like, all the planets. And it, and it meant nothing to him. It wasn't just like, a, oh, I have to... Because Thanos, he... He didn't like doing it. It wasn't easy for him, was it? He no. genuinely struggled with Gamora. Mm. Like, he didn't... He actually hesitated, but he ended up killing her anyway. But he was like, he didn't really want to do all those things. He weighed up what he was going to lose. He realised it, but he did it anyway. Whereas this guy was just like, yeah, I'll just kill them. It means nothing. You know, just yeah. move on. And it's like, I hated him so much. It we'll talk about very it later powerful, on. But, but yeah. Because um, there's that scene as well where he's just becoming very irrational. He just wants to destroy them all. And then his servant's like... You have just gone too far, and they yeah. all pull a gun on him. I thought that was quite cool. You don't really see much of that. Yeah. See, this is a guy I would like to see fight um, Kang. Yes. I think that would be an interesting one. That would be cool. Um, but no, so it's at this point where it kind of like splits in in even more directions because without again going through all of it, Peter and Groot have mm. now got the code, and they go and they save. Oh, and Gamora's there as well, and they save like rocket and put yeah. the code in and he's alright um, and I think you get some two great character developments here number one is from Gamora mm. who obviously has now started to realise how much I like a family realise why perhaps she would have in a previous life or future life yeah. she wants to love him and then wants to help him even more because she didn't have to, she'd done no. her bit yeah because yeah, cause she walks in on like uh, rocket and she's like wow it's like it must be really special if they're all doing this for you. And like, she doesn't understand why they're going. It's like into a pet this. type thing. Yeah, and because he says like, "Oh, you know, this is a trap." He's like, "Well, if we know it's a trap, it's it's a face off." And like, they joke about it, but it's like, yeah, they do care about each other. and They will do anything. And she kind of learns about that, which is good. But the other character development, I would argue, is the best character development of the entire trilogy. Nebula. Yes. Here's the thing I didn't really think about before is when they were watching a video of what had happened to Rocket before, hmm. she was just like, I don't know why he never told me this. Yeah. Like, you usually think, well, of everyone, why would he tell you? And like, when she heard his voice, she was like the one out of everyone that was with her, Drax and Mantis, she was the one who choked up the most. Hmm. But in reality, it's because she knew Rocket really better than anyone there. Yeah. They really bonded, like, particularly through like the snap and everything. Yeah. Because they're the only ones left of. Uh, Guardians, weren't they? So yeah. we had five years where it was just them two of the original team. And they're the ones that have been experimenting on by people. Yeah, exactly. And she's the one that says, like, this is worse than anything yeah. Thanos ever did on me. Yeah. It's quite chilling. Um, so, yeah, that again, that was like, it was both great to watch and hard to watch as well. And it was yeah. at that moment I knew Rocket wasn't going to die. Because mm. I thought there would be zero point. No. After all that, killing him off. That Yeah, that would be like a very poor creative choice. To yeah. Um, but anyway, but then the others are still on the ship, so that's when we now go to save them. Hmm. Now, again, it's really annoying because if people had listened, they'd have all been together, but then there wouldn't be a film, would no. there? No, and I was thinking about that. Oh, how that could have easily been kind of avoided. But then I think, no, because then what happens with that, I think is really good. And I'm yeah. glad they end up going yeah. back to the ship. Um, anyway, I think it's at this point we need to talk about yeah, the past. To. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we go into Rocket's backstory. Yes. You see it from the start. And every time it goes to this, 
I just wanted to die. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm like, I'm fascinated. I want to know more. But every scene, I'm like, oh, I don't think I can handle this. <laughs> so first bit, I think, is we see um, Rocket as a baby being experimented on. And the screams and the holding him down yeah. and everything. And it's horrible. Because obviously, like things like that, unfortunately, do happen. Yeah. So even though it's hard to watch from like a, a movie standpoint, we can say, oh, but it's not real. But it kind of is. People, yeah. I mean, we talk about the fact that cosmetics were are tested on animals. And, you know, there's like, we saw in Avatar 2 last year, like that whaling scene, mm. how horrifying that was. But it's like, they do that to real whales and mm. all these things. Like, people experimenting on animals as if they're nothing. And, like, even like the Nazis experimenting on people because they were viewed as, like, nothing to them. Yeah. And it's like, it was horrifying to see. Yeah. But, you know, we had to watch it. Yep. And then they made it 40 times worse oh. <laughs> by introducing us to other animals that have been experimented on. His friends. Floor. Lila. And Toofs. Yeah. And, you know, and again, it's horrifying to look at for what yeah. they had to go through. Because I, I, it was very similar to Toy Story. You know, when, yeah, yeah, yeah. when Woody's in, in uh, Sid's room, you get all the monsters, you think, oh, no, where's this going to go? But they're all like, really nice. I thought that was quite an interesting parallel. But oh, it was really hard, hard to look at because like, I love otters. The fact that she's got like robot arms. And and I love bunnies. Bunnies. Got... No one ever seems to care about tooths. Um, no, but... <laughs> I, oh, he was like really nice as well, and he's got like wheels. But they're all like they bond with each other and yeah. they play around, and they're all. Oh, and it's sad because you see every scene with them, mm. and you know how that's going to end. You know that. I I don't know. know. Part of me thought this is obviously going to end badly. I'm wondering to what extent. I didn't think that the other three were going to live. I guess not. Um, I, I don't get wrong. There's a chance they could have, but I thought I don't think it's going to. I thought there was there was a possibility that maybe something had happened and he just hasn't seen them since, or maybe something died or something, or I don't know. But then I was like, oh, yeah, it's probably going to be. I think I've never been more distressed in a Marvel film than when uh, Rocket goes to open up like the gates because he's realized they're not going to go to yeah. this counter earth they've got to escape yeah. he's fixing it all up we see him first make the key which is like really really cool yeah. um and then he goes out he lets them out he finally gets to embrace lila and then you hear it oh. it's bambi all over again bang i honestly my jaw dropped mm. i was yeah i'm getting choked up now yeah i know and um like it's the whole you get one with the guns come in and you just hear floor just like screaming. You don't yeah. actually know what words were coming out of it. No. Um but oh it was terrific. Oh. Having the one dead floor going around in circles screaming because it's mm. all like horrible and you know it's gonna end badly, and of course it does. Oh, that was yeah, that was bone chilling because like the high evolutionary comes in, he's like mocking him, he's like, right, get back in the cage and he um he loses it, doesn't he? Basically, Rocket. He like claws his face off. Yeah. He like, and he the guards come in, start shooting. But he grabs the gun, shoots them all. I was like, yes, he can go free. And I'm like, oh no. And he turns around, and the other two have been shot. Yeah. I was like, oh, my heart just died. Yeah. But I'm glad it was kind of like a quick pain of death for all yeah. three of them in a in a way. I mean, the other two obviously would have been scared and sad because it was it was just so numbing wasn't it because it was like the only thing you had was well he had obviously the three friends mm -hmm. and this thought of this new place that we're going to go to and they oh that was so hard to watch because it was like we're going to this new place 
And then he's like, we? There's no we. We're not going there. You're nothing. You're just going to be... We're going to take your brain out. We're going to incinerate your friends. And I was just like, oh. That's the only thing you have to live for. And that's taken from you. Yeah. And then he just basically has nothing at that point. But like the you... catharsis of when he actually does attack the high evolutionary and like, beats him up. I was like, yeah. yes, get him. And to be fair as well, one thing we didn't talk about was before Peter Quill saved his life, he did die. Mm. Rocket did die. And oh. I had thought... That that was it for him. Yeah, I thought that was it. That was I was in tears a lot for that scene because he's in the kind of white, kind of, I guess heaven, I guess. Yeah. Um, and like you see Lila, all and, and tubes in the background, and they're all like, you know, can come, he's like, oh, can I come with you guys? And uh, I was like, oh, this is it. Mm. And then she's like, but this isn't your time yet. Yeah. Which I'm guessing, from that standpoint, is always, wasn't just like a dream; it was kind of real because you've seen a lot of like. Mm these type of heavens or where someone goes after in a lot of different films now based on like different things yeah it's like blank panther they have their little i can't remember what we call it um yeah they um, have or what do you call it for like the four four ones where valhalla valhalla that's the one yeah um so yeah i don't know but either way it was all that off that was tough I was bawling my eyes at that point that, that's the hardest part i think if they didn't have those extra three characters I think it's it would have been it's a very emotional film, but nothing to that extent. It was those yeah. three characters that did it for me. Because there's there's a few films like that where there's a character who's like in a coma or something like that, and then they they get them. But it's always like, oh yeah, well, they just weren't doing anything, and you managed to fix it in the end. Um, but that whole thing was like, I felt like so much at stake, and because we learned so much about him, it was like, oh no, how horrible would it be if he then died now, mm. and. And then you get to know all the friends, and you're just like, oh. yeah, it's a bit much. It's a bit much. Just a bit. <laughs> um. Anyway, then then we uh, it kind of like all brings it back because obviously, like you know, Rocket does come back to life. We got the emotion, and they decide they're just gonna they're gonna go rescue the other people. Yeah. So they go. There's a lot that goes on in here. Um. Yeah. I think we can kind of narrow it down though to great music choices. Oh yes. A very brutal fight scene. Very brutal. So, I mean, a bit before this point, um, was it? So, Drax, Nebula, and Mantis mm-hmm. gone into the building. There's an interesting scene where they're arguing a bit, and like Nebula's just saying, Drax, why are you such an idiot all the time? And Mantis is defending him, mm-hmm. and she's just saying, Oh, Nebula, you're just not happy with yourself, so you're always pointing out the flaws and everyone else. Um, and I can't remember what else Mantis says about herself. And then Drax is like, you think I'm stupid? And that was that was quite hard to watch. But it was like, there's a lot being said there. And I think, as you said about this film being about how you feel about yourself. Yeah, because Mantis pointed that out, didn't she? About everyone. So everyone on this team has things we're struggling with. Yeah, whereas Drax is the only one who isn't that. Yeah. Which I thought was a very interesting point. Um, and then it's interesting because she said earlier, didn't she, about how she manipulated other people's emotions, but she went and manipulated her friends. Mm. But then she makes Drax forget that she said that. Yeah. It's quite an interesting moment. And then they find all the kids. Um, and it may be later on, I can't remember, but there's that really nice scene where they're trying to get the kids to like go somewhere and they can't communicate. And then Drax can, because he knows the language. Mm. And um, and I think it's... I can't remember who says it, but they said basically you, you're a dad. You're meant to yeah. be a dad. And that was a really nice moment. And that pays off later as well. But yeah, so then that leads to them being trapped with the those big monsters from the second film. Okay. Which was quite cool. And then um but then Mantis can feel that they're just scared of them, so then she actually controls them. It, it was quite similar to I don't know, a few different films like that, like Avatar and 
Star Wars. It was much and the Boba Fett. Yeah. Great takes it. <laughs> well, yeah. It's just much better than that, basically. But um, And then, so they meet up with the rest of the Guardians, and then we get to, like, all the other guards and everything on the other side of that, that door. We can go fight them. No seat till Brooklyn starts playing. And then you have an amazing fight scene. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's nice, because, like, at this point, everyone's turned against the High Evolutionary. The ship's blowing up. Yeah. Um, and you've got all these kids, and we just want them to get off the ship. Mm. And we've like a lot of teamwork, and Cosmo being a good boy. Oh, good girl. Again, that was a whole good girl. Yeah. Um, and there's, again, there's a whole other fight seat as well. We're, like we haven't really talked about what happened on, um, on nowhere, but that was pretty cool. As oh well. yeah, the um, the hell spawn. All those weird creatures are being like yeah, exactly. fired at nowhere. Cause they, that's right, because the ship comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, it's got a giant cannon <laughs> that it fires. Um, and then I like the bit where Peter gets to the point and those guards like pull the guns and he's like, "Well, kill me if you want, but good luck getting off there." And they're yeah. like, "Yes, yeah, good point actually." Um, and those monsters are quite terrifying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then like they're just invading nowhere. It's like, yeah, who's there to actually defend them? Um, but like that that whole hallway fight seems really cool because you're seeing them all. They're all different powers. Like Mantis is quite cool in this film. She's doing a lot of acrobatic stuff, mm. which is like jumping over and kicking people and grabbing them and stuff and then obviously everyone else is really good with their guns and I really liked we didn't really talk about it but I really liked before this when it's just Peter and Groot fighting all those guys and um because Groot does like the big thing and he's got all the guns he pulls out and like oh yeah that is great yeah like hiding ducking behind and shooting and stuff like that it's really cool Mm. yeah it's cool because they got everyone off and then Mm. Rocket heads off because he realizes that he sees like a lot of like his like more raccoons there yes He's... that was a really nice moment because he looks at the thing it's got like the kingdom and like all the phylum and species yeah. and it says raccoon because like for all the films he says i'm not a raccoon and we saw an interesting point on tiktok earlier where it said like it's good they didn't just make a joke out of that yeah I think in, the, in a lesser film they probably would have done that yeah but that was a nice little moment, and then you just see how emotional he gets, and they all climb on him. And yeah, and he really notices, like, you think he's just going to save those, think that's yeah. all the other animals. And then he does what every single human in every single cinema thought, which is, yeah, don't care about the people, we need yeah. to rescue these animals. Because they said, didn't they, save the high life forms? Because there's all those kids on them, they all see save. And then, so it gets to the end, and they're like, we need to save them. It's like, no, we've got everyone. And he goes, no, it's not just them. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, why shouldn't they be saved? Yeah. And that was really touching. That's nice. So he does the cool thing where he says, you know, it's Rocket Raccoon. Yeah. You know, just like the comics, which is great. Yeah. And yeah, then he rescues them all. And he doesn't kill the High Evolutionary. We yeah. presume he's dead because he was on that ship. Well, yeah, that was a cool moment where he's got the little raccoons, but then the guy turns up. So I was thinking, oh, is he dead? Because there's a scene where his minions pull a gun on him. But it just like blows them all up. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's probably alive, but I wonder where he was. Um, I thought that was interesting was it? it's like he thinks he's a god he's being called out on the fact that he's not and what I really liked is that when he does confront Rocket he's saying oh you think you're so smart because you figured this thing out and I'm a god and you're just a you're just an experiment and he's like friend all over the place but then like because he's got the anti-gravity boots which is how he kind of managed to get out of the trap and he shoots him with a gun and then they all team up to the, beat the crap out of him and that's what I do like about the Guardians is that yeah individually they're quite good but as a team they're basically unstoppable yeah which is how it should be um and i really like what it says because it's like the high evolutionary basically thinks he's a god but 
he made this one creature who outsmarted him. Yeah. And you could just tell it re- he couldn't handle that because he's so narcissistic and thinks he's the smartest person in the world. And he just couldn't handle the fact that someone else knew something he didn't know. And I liked the whole point of that story where he's like, he's making all these children that are basically perfect. They can run for miles without sweating. They can solve all these problems in seconds, but it's all just by rote. And it's all like memory and just doing what's already been done. Whereas like they made a creature who can invent. And I think it's, they didn't just pull that out of nowhere. Cause if you look at the first two films, Rocket's always making stuff. He's making little gadgets and guns and doing little things like that. And I thought that was really good. I guess it's not foreshadowing. It's kind of like going back and playing it back. But that was all really good stuff. So then for them to all beat him up, and then he's like, I'm not going to kill you because I'm the Guardian of the Galaxy. It's good. Very good. Now, if anybody will get off a ship, yep, all except one, mm. Peter Quill. Yes. And again, I presumed he was dead. Yeah, because you think, oh, he's, he's going to jump. Oh, no, he's been stopped. But surely someone's going to save him. But then his face like puffs up. Yeah. I was like, oh, they just killed Peter Quill. Of course, then Adam Warlock comes along. Yeah. That I was character like, who was just like barely in it. It's just like, oh yeah, I forgot about him. I, the way <laughs> the way they framed that shot, they were obviously doing the whole Adam yeah. and God yeah. thing. <laughs> and it's just like, clearly he doesn't know he's doing that. So yeah. he's uh, inadvertently doing it. But he's like, <laughs> then he like pulls him back and he's like, because early on he's like, he gets saved by... Is it Groot? Yes. Because he's like, why are you saving me? I'm like trying to kill you guys. And he's like, oh, he says something that Drax says because mm. everyone deserves a second chance, which is nice. Because really, Adam's not a bad guy. He's been told by his mum to go do some stuff. He's um, then realised his mum's not a very good person. No, but then she gets killed on that planet, mm. which was like, oh. Because I mean, yeah, she's evil at the same time. It's like, oh. Mm. But yeah, so then Peter does get saved. Yeah, and they all, nice. They all hug him. Yeah. And then Adam just awkwardly stood there, like puts his hand on them, and then like he does like a standing sideways hug thing. And then Gamora's like, "Yeah, I can see this." Yeah. Um. Then we get to like the ending sequence, oh, which I think was hard to watch, Mm. but was perfect. It was perfect. Everyone's character got, I think, what they needed. Yeah. Let's go one by one, shall we? So Peter Quill. Yep finally went back to the one person on earth who was left for him well because just before that he has his goodbye with Gamora oh yeah where she says like I'm still not the person you want but she said like I know we would have had fun or we had fun or something kind of got closure yeah and um but then yeah Peter goes back to earth as you said because he's always like well my mum died my dad was an evil planet I have no one. But then Mantis kept saying about the fact you maybe have a grandfather. He might still be alive. So he goes to Earth. There's his grandfather. He's there. Yeah. I got really choked up at that scene. Yeah. So he finally, you know, it's like he's back to where he belongs. Yeah. He's back with family. He can just kind of like... It's been a long, like, few years for him. So you can actually yeah. process everything, I suppose. Just take was, things back. Because it was the 80s when he left, wasn't it? Yeah. So it was like, by this point in the Marvel timeline, about 40 years... Because um, he says, doesn't he, to Mantis that like, no, he's the one who like pushed him out of the room, and but then Mantis like, well, maybe he was trying to protect you, yeah. and you don't know that, and the look on his face when he sees him, yeah. got very choked up. And you got Gamora, or this version of Gamora, shall we say? Yeah. Who clearly we're we're not sad. Well, maybe we are, but I think we can understand why she's not with Quill. Because they say, you know, we can be your family. 
but she's yeah. already got her family. She's got the ravages. Because she she's he mentioned he mentioned it, doesn't it? The fact that yeah, she was this badass like assassin, but she wanted a family. She found it with them, but then she found it with the ravages. Yeah. So you're happy for her, and I really like that because a big complaint about the MCU has been like with the whole time travel thing. Oh, if you don't like if your character dies, you can just bring her back. And it's like no, there was there was genuine consequences for this. You can't just have Gamora back. You have her back in a different way. And I thought that was really well done. Yeah. Because if, if they'd just done, oh, yeah, she's the same Gamora again, that would have just been so cheap. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Then you've got Rocket, who becomes the leader of the Guardians. Yeah, because they're all like, well, we're leaving. Kind of. But, but you should be our leader. Yeah. Which I think makes sense. Yeah, and that was really nice. Yeah. And Groot just stays as Groot. Yeah, which is cool. Good. Because Mantis like goes, I've always been like, I've been the servant of ego. I've been basically working with you guys. I need some time for myself now. Yeah. And then she goes off with the big apples. Yeah. Which I think is also nice. Yeah. And um, you've got Drax, who I think's got the best ending of yes. them all. Which is, he starts off, we know him as, as the Destroyer. Drax the Destroyer. Yeah, they call him, don't they? Drax yeah. the Destroyer in this one. Because he's, um, he lost his kid. Yeah, his wife and child were killed. Yeah. Whereas it ends with him, Drax, the father. Mm. Um, and like he's always been like, oh, dancing is for stupid people. Yeah. And he ends up it dancing, he's with the kids, he's with everyone. That was nice. And I'm like, no. Yeah, that was really <laughs> nice, actually, yeah. Um, again. <laughs> so that was good. Um, who have we missed? Nebula. That's the one. And then obviously she, she wants to make no other home for people who don't have a home. Yeah. Like she was. And I think she's now got that heart where she could do that. Whereas that could have easily been like Guardians of the Galaxy to Gamora. Obviously, she now yeah. doesn't exist. Nebula's taken on that role. Yeah. And I think that makes sense. Um, and yeah, so I think really hard to watch all the way through. But I can't see any flaws of it no. from a storytelling point of view. It's like character development or for visuals or for yeah. sound. Because it's like, this isn't. The first film, it's not like a initial sequel. It's not like a team up. It's this is like a good end chapter to these characters. It ends it so well. Um, everyone's given given a lot of time, and yeah, you're you're content. You obviously you're sad that they're breaking up and all these other things are happening, but you're content with the way it ends. And very emotional. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so great ending. Uh, but before we go into like the post credits, was there anything else you wanted to bring up? Um, not that I can think of. Uh, I think we was there anything else that happened at the end? Oh, the music choice. Oh, a yeah. song which meant nothing to me. I didn't even really have any, like I same didn't think it could have any emotional attachment. I I keep hearing it now. Yeah, and I keep getting choked up. It's now linked to something that is both. Well, we said it at the, I said it at the start. Where it's like it ends it in a way that's hard to watch, but it's perfect for what it is. Yeah. Like, I don't think I could ever watch an ending without feeling sad, but happy. Yeah, yeah there's like a melancholy to it. Because I initially didn't even know what the song was after, until after a few seconds, and I could hear Brian go, oh, great choice. I was like, okay. Um, and because that's the thing, we've had obviously all the 70s songs from the first film, and again with the second, with some 80s songs, I think. And a lot of this was like 90s and some of the older ones mm. as well. And yeah, it's just perfectly ends the film. And you get everyone dancing, all the other stuff happens, and yeah, it's just a really nice send off, and you're left feeling satisfied. Yeah, 
even though he really doesn't have. Yeah. yeah. Trying to cope with everything. Yeah. Um, then we get the first, first post-credit scene. And of yes. course, actually, well, I like the credits because it goes through all the stills from like, the main parts of the film. That was nice. Which is cool. Um, yeah. And then we see the new Guardians. Great team. I really yeah. like that team. Yeah. So what is it? It's Cosmo. Cosmo. Bucket, Adam Warlock. Um, that kid. The little oh, yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. had like a glowing eye at one point as well. Yeah, so not what she does. No. I can't remember. Um, Kraglin. Kraglin. He's mastered. Oh, that was a nice scene where, yes, we completely Oh, yeah. That. Another perfect ending. Yeah, because <laughs> on, on Nowhere, they're all being overrun by the things. And he's like, he finally, he's like, oh, I need to try and do something. And then he sees Yondu where he says, use my heart. That got to me again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then he, he beats up all the all the monsters. And there's a bit where it flies into the wall. And the one's about to fly to him, and then like the Cosmo comes up and gets the big giant things and smashes them into the thing. And he goes, "You are good a, dog. You're a good dog." She's like, "Yeah, I do." Yeah, another great ending to a character yeah. who we didn't spend that much time with, but we really like him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, so he's obviously part of the team. Yeah. Then you had Groot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because you think it's a boulder, and it turns out to be <laughs> Groot. Monster massive Groot. now. Yeah. yeah. Classic Groot. That was good. Yeah, I suppose it's like anything, really. Some are just bigger than others. Yeah. Well, uh, that was a nice scene because they're talking about music, aren't they? Because that's the thing, isn't it? Like, I don't know if Rocket. None of them really understood why Quill was so much into music in the first one or two films. The fact that he's listening to the music in the start of this film mm. and then, like, throughout the rest of it. And then they talk about what their favourite songs are, uh, which is nice. And then he goes, Oh, what about this one? And he plays, obviously, the film from the start of the first one mm. where we saw Peter Quill for the first time. Yeah. Very nice. Then, oh yeah, yeah, so I was going to say, that yeah. was like a really good like little flashback. We obviously then went into the rest of the credits. Yep. Then you get the second one, mm. which is just Peter Quill with his granddad yeah. on Earth having cereal. And you got the little link into uh, the holiday special on the newspaper. Oh yes, yeah, with the yeah. Kevin Bacon, the uh, invaders, yeah. yeah. Before I go into the very, very final shot, have you got anything you want to say on that? Uh, no, I really like that scene. Uh, I know... Like, the audience I was with, I think, sucked, to be honest. There's a lot of little jokes and things that happened where I was laughing, like, not many other people were. And then there was that scene where I could hear a few people go, oh, was that it? And I was like, no, this is a nice little scene. The fact that he's gone from saving the universe and doing all this to the fact he's now just sat eating cereal. <laughs> and it's a nice little moment with his granddad. So I really like that. Yeah. It's a nice point I saw, because obviously it says, it says the, what is it, the mighty or whatever, uh, Star-Lord. No, the legendary Star-Lord will return. Yes, that was cool. Um, which is cool because we actually don't know. Like, we've got all these people in different places, but we don't actually know how many are going to mm. return. So if we notice, Drax isn't on the Guardians anymore. Yes. Because um, obviously he's retiring. Um, I still think we'll see him again. I don't oh. think that's truly the end. I don't think it'll be for a Guardians film. Yeah. But I think we'll see him in some way, shape or form. I think that that's what's good, isn't it? You can have this team that's just going to show up. Like, there's... Again, I always talk about this when we do our Marvel episodes. The cartoon Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Mm. The Guardians show up in an episode of that. And it's like, yeah, do you just have them? If there's a cosmic thing, they can just show up and you interact with them. Mm. Why not? Um, but so I mentioned that normally when you have a real return, it's a white writing on a black screen. Whereas okay. this was black writing on a white screen. So one theory is is that it's because it's going to be Star-Lord, but it's not going to be this Star-Lord. Oh. It's going to be a different one from a different... Do you think... No. I know what you were going to say. Could it be be... T'Challa? No, but it's not going to. No, it can't I suppose they do one like who's like T'Challa. Yeah. But a different T'Challa with a different actor. Is always possible. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Be Shuri. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yes, we we, we don't know. Um, But I remember in an interview for this on the press run, Chris Pratt was like, yeah, I don't have any plans to return just yet, but I'm open to the idea. But obviously they've already planned something. 
Yeah. So, yeah. <sighs> it's a roller coaster ride. Oh, man. Yes, it is. Um, but yeah, I, I, I need to watch it again, I think. Mm. I don't think I can cope with it. But I think yeah. I'll be able to cope a lot more now that I know what's happening. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of really good stuff and there's a lot of really interesting like ideas and like executions and like just little things like technology and the characters and I think the villain was so interesting because he was so hateable because mm. they they kept doing like relatable villains like Killmonger and Vulture and Thanos and stuff. It's like no, just give us a pure evil villain that. And I've never hated someone as much as in this film. Every time he was doing stuff, oh, I just wanted him to die. And <laughs> but nice. it was, yeah, and it's just like I guess that's it's, yeah, that's what you want. You want a villain that either you find really really interesting or you really hate. Yeah, and I think they nailed it. And it was just so like the fact that there was they said that there's corners of the galaxy that view him as a god. They basically made them. Yeah, and it's like yeah, that's quite a cool setup actually. But so, the fact that he isn't infallible, you know, it's just like, yeah, he's got that cool tech, but if you outsmart him, like Rocket did, you could be him. Yeah, which is weird. We're getting a lot of godlike characters at the moment. Like, you know, yeah. we had a Gore, we had him, yeah. we've got Kang, mm. Thanos. Um, so I'd be interesting to see, I'd like to see like a villain on villain episode at, at one point. That'd be cool. Yeah, but um, I think you do run that risk, isn't it? If every villain is like godlike, it's like, oh, how interesting is that? Because like mm-hmm. things like Kingpin was interesting because you get the sense of he's really like physically formidable. So you're not even sure if Daredevil could take him, but it's the fact that he's just so powerful in terms of what he can do with the city. Was always like, oh, how are you going to beat this guy? But then like it's very cathartic when Daredevil can physically beat him. But then also like get him in jail as well. So you can have those lower level villains that are really good. Yeah. So a bit of mix would be nice. So yeah, in short. From what I can tell, it's a perfect film. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't, I just, I don't know if I'd have it in my top three Marvel movies because I think it's just I like to have films that I think are rewatchable. Whereas yeah. I don't know how much this is, this, but I do think it is up there. I think it could be top five. Yeah, this was an experience and a painful one of that. I've never f- like the closest is Green Mile, mm. where I bored my eyes out, but that was only really at the end. Whereas this, I was crying multiple times mm. and just like. I never felt so many emotions, and I think it was very effective at doing that. And yeah. really nice conclusion, and so different to a lot of the MCU. Mm. So it's very standout. Yeah, we tell we had a lot of thoughts because this is by far <laughs> the longest episode wow. we have done. I don't think we've gone over an hour before, and we're now like the hour twenty mark. Nice. So on that mark, on that uh, uh, line, uh, you know, we'd mm. like to hear your thoughts again, and they'll probably be on the day of release. Yep. Uh, which may be today, if you're listening. Mm. It might not be. But I'll put on some sort of poll on Instagram. I'll try and remember. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I'll but, be really interested to know what people think of this one. But like I said, you might not actually uh, have listened to this by the time we get to it, especially if it's an hour, hour and 20 minutes long. You might have would much rather split this off <laughs> into like 20 different playthroughs. But um, yeah. we'd like to know your thoughts all the same. So if you'd like to reach us, you can uh, Instagram message us yep. at lta.podcast. Yeah. Or you can go to our email that we sometimes never check um, at let's talk about 2022 at hotmail.com. Actually, one thing I do want to mention yep. is Groot's ending. We didn't talk about it. We said, you know, it's kind of just Groot's Groot. But we finally became part of his family. 
Yes. Because we could understand his final words. That was cool. I did think, oh, we can talk? Oh, no, I think we're just saying we can. Yeah, because no one was shocked. And I think James Gunn's confirmed it, but it's just because we've now been on that whole That's cool. thing of him. We started it with the first one. We got so close to the first one at the end. We heard We Are Groot. Oh, yeah. Um, because we were starting to get there. Then right. it was like, you know, you couldn't really, you know, he yeah. was like a baby. And then now we we finally finished it. We can understand him. That's nice. So I'd imagine if he appears in later ones. He'll be talking normally. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah, because that was a nice little contrast, the fact that Gamora couldn't understand him because he hadn't spent time with him. Yeah. But, um, so we talked earlier about trilogies. Mm-hmm. And we said that we think the Captain America trilogy has been the best one. Yeah. Because whilst Iron Man 1 is one of the best MCU films, if not everyone's favourite, um, 2 and 3 are lackluster. Yeah. 4-1 is a good film. 4-2 is rubbish. 4-3 is really good. 4-4 four, four was rubbish. And then, like, Avengers are different, but we've You've got a good trilogy, there, haven't you? Yeah, but we've always said like Captain America, like we really, we us two really like the first one. Mm. Some people don't love it, but we really like that one. But then two's like everyone, a lot of people's favorite, mm. and Civil War is a lot of people's one of the top films as well. So the question is then, mm-hmm. how does Guardians fit in? I bearing in mind that I'm struggling to know how to rate it. Mm. I think it's the best trilogy. I agree, because <laughs> um, I think Captain America one is just. The three films are just really cool. Yes. Um, I think the action scenes are great. I think there's some emotional parts, especially in like Civil War and the ending of Winter Soldier. But I think overall, I think they're just like really awesome, cool films. Hmm. Whereas the Guardians trilogy, it's just emotions all over the place. Yeah. We're still having great fight scenes and a great soundtrack and great visuals and great character development. Yeah. I think they're just amazing. Because that's the thing, isn't it? The Captain America trilogy is basically one guy really interesting guy they take him to really good places you have a practically flawless film of winter soldier um but then civil war has always been like avengers 2.5 and like it's very reliant on the rest of the mcu whereas avengers sorry captain america 1 and 2 don't but i think it's very telling that also with guardians they're quite standalone with where they are in the mcu universe and That's quite interesting that, yeah, the best trilogies are the ones that really work on their own compared to some of the other team-up stuff. Mm. But I think the fact that we got one guy with Captain America, whereas here we got a whole team. Yeah. Very rich character stuff. Amazing music, amazing visuals, amazing action, and a perfect ending. Mm. It's perfect beginning. Yeah. A proper standout for the whole MCU. Right. I think we should leave it there. Yeah. If you've listened to all of this. Well done. You're you're so silly. Why would you do that? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, we'd love to hear your thoughts. So get in contact with us um, if you would like to. Mm. And yeah, um, in, 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 in finale, I suppose we just say, we are groups. Oh, I was going to say that. Well oh. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs>